how much are your Zoom sessions? I recently started punishing for aggressive body language, as you recommended. Unlike recommendations from others that said not to do that because it'll cause them to just... There's more, but I don't know four. where it is. Yeah. So Oli, the Zoom sessions are free. What, what it is, the Zoom is one of the benefits of being a $10 and up per month. So it's $10 per month Patreon member. So that's what the Zooms are. So, but you can do an online consult, which if you go to our website, solidk9training.com under shop, you can actually purchase one there and that's one-on-one. -on -one. But to me, joining a Patreon channel is like the best deal in the world. The best deal in the world. Hey, we're live. How's everybody going? How's everybody doing? Stopping by to give thanks. Continuing education for dog owners and trainers is mandatory and grateful. Awesome. Dogs just stop doing bad shit. It's incredible. And then you get to start training your dog. Yeah! <laughs> How's everybody doing? How are you doing? Pretty good. Good. Good day. Nice outside. It was beautiful it was today. A little bit cloudy towards the end, though. Yeah, but it? it was the perfect temperature today. Yeah. But yesterday was not nice. Not too hot. Not too cold. It's just like comfortable yeah it was really really good hello everybody how are you happy wednesday. wednesday for everybody hope everyone's doing well um it's been a fantastic day here getting really really productive it's been really great having an intern here and mm -hmm. you know um it's been really really nice and we've got some new part-time kennel staff and that's really really nice and angela was here today and romy was here today she had a good time um studying for some finals she was doing and angela Boy, is he working on some complicated stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, what are, I don't even know what this stuff is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really, 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 really interesting. You know, like compound words. You know, that wasn't I had to literally Google, like, what's a compound word? <laughs> Just to me, I was right. I'm like, I think it's when two words are put together. I'm like, but let I'm me make sure. True, though. It's true. Because let me double it's check. It's true. You don't want to give it's them the wrong a information. It's wrong. So anyway, hey, everybody. How are you? It's Jeff Gelman of Solid Canine Training, and this is Joelle. And this Hello. is the What Would Jeff Do show, where we answer your dog training questions. You type them in, Joelle reads them, I answer them. Um, there's also something called Top Chat. Top Chat is something at the bottom, you'll see a dollar sign. And a lot of people like to um, throw us a little bit of cash for all the free content we put up. But also your question does go to the top of the queue and we answer it, but you do not have to pay to play. We answer all the questions. Well, we answer as many questions as we can before eight o'clock. Depends if it, Jeff goes on a rant. Depends if Joelle like talks about her hair or um, her tan or goes on a rant, you know. Or that's all I talk about was my hair and my tan. Or you run it, you run, you run it, you run the whole NCS little spiel down, and then we're like all just like you know we can make. Well, a that's some freaking good info. We can, but we can make a snack. Like we can probably like cook up a saute of something, you know, pasta sauce or something like that. Boil some spaghetti. You know, so anyway, okay. so um, we're really excited to be here tomorrow. I've got to go pick up a dog at the Canadian border. That should be very interesting. So I found a place where I was told I was allowed to. But I guess when I get up there, we'll see. Bring me back some goodies. Um, Actually, I'll be able to because I'll actually. There's a big gift shop right there. I'm going to a different oh. border, but there's still probably a, a, a good gift shop there. So hope everyone's doing really, really well. We have something called Jeff Gelman Seminars as well. You go to jeffgelmanseminars.com. They've been on hold for now for like four to five months, but we're starting them up again. We believe we're starting them up in um, in July. Um, either way, they will start up again. You know, that's that's not going to stop because, boy, do we help love helping traveling the world, helping a lot of people with their dogs. Yeah. And that's, you know, it is a problem-solving seminar. And the problem-solving seminar and this show it's that's why we talk about punishment a lot or correction or call it what you want but nobody's asking us like how to train a sit or how to train it down so 
But if now, you do, I'll rant about it for 20 right, minutes. Exactly. But on 20 the, minutes on the flip side, but we do the couch conversations, which talks a lot about reward based yeah. training. And we can do more couch conversations talking about reward based training, but we click a training food train, you know, uh, uh, the dogs um, uh, on the property. And then we've got the training center here, which we do, I would say, primarily boarding train. And we haven't stopped. We're actually busier than ever. We actually got, you know, three more people to sign up in the last couple of days, actually. Two month waiting list right now, which I hate to have because a lot of these dogs need to come in, you know, ASAP, especially because they bite so much. But we deal with some pretty serious behaviors, pretty serious behaviors. So um, that's what we're going to do. Also, if you have not been checking out our TikTok game, I've got a pretty strong TikTok game going on right now. And um, we're on Instagram, Instagram stories, and on Facebook, and obviously YouTube. If you're watching YouTube, we are streaming the live on Facebook and um, which is new to stream live on um, and on YouTube, which has always been um, what we've been doing. And then prior to that, you know, we had the had the radio show. And you're on Patreon. And on Patreon and the Patreon channel, which is really great. And that Patreon channel has exclusive content. And I did another seminar sit down today and that will be going up probably tomorrow. Nice. And I did it about, you know, training with some discomforts. Get over it. And some, you know, like to use jumping on humans as an example about the massive amounts of discomfort that they cause on humans. And it's like, you don't want to you use discomfort to, to stop it. Mm -hmm. So, so um, I'll let you control the buttons don't there. Touch. So I don't get yelled at and let's just jump right in. All righty. Um, Teresa, it was gross down here, hot and humid. Probably Florida. Karen. Hello. My favorite dog trainers. Hello, Karen. Hello, Karen. How are you? Blake, first time listener, long time caller. Happy right. to say that I was able to reach out and help a local couple with their dog problem today. All for free, just like you. Awesome. Blake, congratulations. And one of the best things that you can do is help someone else. Yeah. I mean, I think people think it's like, oh, he does it for the money. He does it for the this. He does it for that. It's like, I do it to help people. But yeah, I am a business though. We should probably do a couch conversation about that with you and you, you and myself. Maybe we'll do a mini one and just talk about like, it's like, this is a business here, you know, something called rent and utilities and shit breaks Life. and you got to buy it. Like dog destroys a crate and you got to buy a new one. Yeah. You know, money doesn't come out of, you know, the tree outside. Wish it did. I wish it did. That's a pretty ugly tree. It'd be pretty ugly money. But as long as, it, as, long as it works. Money's money. That's right. I'd water the fuck out of That's that thing. That's right. Tracy says hello. Hello, Tracy. D says hello. Hello. Tracy, hi, I have a GSD who chomps and bites when he is being blow-dried. Should I use the same suggested punishment, e-collar, bonk? Yeah, muzzle him up and bonk him. And if you talk to any groomer, you know, you also may want to jump onto like a, you find yourself a good groomer. Man, groomers, they know how to handle dogs. They sure do. Groomers have really good handling skills. They don't put up with shit. But absolutely, if your dog gets mouthy, no bonk. Next. Teresa, you guys banter really well together. <laughs> We do? Huh. Huh. Spend enough time with somebody. That's right. Um, Jenny says, hey, Jeff and Joelle. Hey, Jenny. Hey, Jenny. Melissa posts the link to the seminar dates and locations. Oh, thank you. JeffGelmanSeminars.com. Thank you. Yeah, for all the people that are listening on the podcast. Exactly. We've done 20 different that's platforms. It. It's really, really important. Yeah, that's great that you said it. That's what I was going to give you a compliment, Erica, by the way. Ugh, I'm like sticky right now. All right. Yeah. Tanning in here. Yep. Tanning. Yep. Um, Erica, evening J and J. Hope everyone's doing well. Lots of love to you both. Oh, well, thank you. Definitely love the love. Michelle Anderson. Good evening, Jeff and Joelle. Happy to catch you live on Facebook. Yeah, I think Facebook is definitely um, loving us. And just so folks know is the, the, the live Facebook and the live show get taken down after we do it because then we have to edit it like with an intro and an outro. We don't leave it up 
especially on Facebook, because people keep asking questions yeah. and, I, and I don't see them. And right. then I feel like, you know, and then also people are asking questions that I'm not answering on Facebook because I'm answering them right on the show. So it looks right. like I'm not paying attention or care. And I right. like that. Next. Jenny, my dog has started to run away and hide each time he get, he sees me with the prong and remote collar. If I get close, he'll show his teeth and is ready to bite my hand if I try to grab him. Not sure what to do. So, Jenny, I don't know how you introduce the tools. We see the opposite of that, which doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you, like, made a major mistake. You might have made a minor mistake. You know, I'm not sure quite how you introduce the tools. We have a very specific way we use the, we introduce the tools. It includes food. It's very, very low levels. Um, um, it's, it's on pressure and release and we layer the remote over the prong. But, you know, what we do is when we historically, when the dogs see these tools, they get excited because they know they're going to be doing something, you know, like work or fun. Um, so you might want to start all over again with the remote, with the prong and just, um, or the remote and just start using a lot of food next. David. How do you deal with a dog that has become collar wise and runs when you try to put it on her? So again, David, keep a leash on your dog and train the collar command. Recall to to sit, to putting the collar on with lots of rewards, lots of food rewards. Next. Holding on dog training. Hey, J&J, thanks for the tip from Zoom. What do you know? It helped. Appreciate you guys. And Joelle, hair is gorgeous. So yes, her Thank hair you, is Ashley. gorgeous. And then get to the dog training thing because you always want to mention Joelle first. It's sort of important protocol. Um, what you want to do is if she's, she's talking about the Zoom room, we do every Tuesdays and Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tomorrow we're not doing one because I'll be hopefully driving back from Canada and not stuck in customs like has happened before where I'm going through my RV looking for who knows what. Scary. Next um jenny haha david oh my god we have the same issue yeah it seems like a lot of people are having the issues it's like we show you how to introduce the tools in our free videos we've got free videos and then we also have uh videos on patreon on how to introduce the tools but just keep in mind people can say well that's because they hurt them i can't tell you how many people run dogs run from a slip lead yeah they run from a martingale they run from like a collar they run from they a, just know a it harness. restrains them they, they run from like the little doggy boots. Yeah, they run. They run from everything. Yep, it's it's fun for them. Next, Chanel. Hey, Jeff and Joelle. Discovered you and your podcast last year. First time I'm catching you live. Oh, Chanel. Well, thank you. Honored. Welcome. Welcome, Emily. Hey, Jeff. Looking to get some advice. My pup was scared when he was younger by an air compressor. My husband was running in the house. Now he is terrified of them. Mm -hmm. We have construction happening across the road, and they turned it on. Closer to our property when my dog was outside. He is now terrified to go outside and won't go outside alone. Any suggestions? Yeah. So what I would do is this. I would go outside with your dog and put your dog into, it's called flooding with guidance, and put your dog and work your dog in obedience if he can. If it's terrified, just walk around. Just walk around. If it takes food, that means it's not that terrified. Try to do some basic obedience, but if not, do some duration work. And then what you can also do is you can download um, comp air compressor sounds. Well, you already actually own an air compressor, so record that. And then start playing that at a low level and then start increasing the level while you're doing obedience, again, with a lot of food training. Next. Um, our pro, what is the technical difference between a lead and a line? Is there a difference? I have no idea. Next. Sherry, Marley and I sending San Francisco love. Oh, we love that S San Francisco love. Love it, love it, love it, love it. The best kind. Yeah. Add lube, love it some more. Oh my God. 
Um, Melissa posted the link to the Patreon channel. Thank you, which is basically patreon.com slash solid canine training. And I know they started charging sales tax. Guys, it's not me. It's them. Hannah, just saying good evening, eating spinach pizza and enjoying J&J. Oh, Hannah, throw some of that pizza our way. It's gluten-free. Kathy B. Hi, everyone. Hey, Kathy B. Annette, good evening. I have a 100-pound blackmouth mountain cur and already home mix about same size. Trainer had me put a prong collar on and yanked them with all my might when they launched and barked at other dogs oh, okay. and walking. What do you think about this? I feel bad, and I think it was wrong. Okay. So, Annette, like, I wasn't there. I don't know your dogs. I don't know you. Please don't tell me who the trainer is. Um, you might want to talk to the trainer about it. You know, to, you know, we do a different approach, but at some point, we absolutely do give a very hard correction to a dog that is lunging at other dogs, whether that's a remote correction or uh, uh, um, a prong correction. You know, we work up to that, but all depends. So there is firm corrections for leash reactivity. But again, I wasn't there. So I'm not going to say they did it wrong because that like, I don't know when in the training it happened. You know, I would sit down and talk to the, you know, the trainer about your concerns. Next. Tracy says, thanks, J&J. You're welcome. Cindy, hi, I have a Labrador and she counter surfs and I bonk her and she thinks it's funny. What else can I do? So you have a, your dog actually laughs? Really? Like, haha, funny laugh. So this is the thing. Number one, chances are you didn't do it hard enough. I've never bonked a dog and thought it was funny. I've said no, bonk, and the last thing these dogs do is think it's funny. They don't like it at all. So I've got a feeling you did a 10% bonk. Like, you know, if we were in the UK, you just put the tip in. Okay. Oh my God. So I, I, I'd go full thrust on that next with lube. Next. Um, I don't even know where I am right now because I'm just like flabbergasted. Are you? Robert. Why? My non-neutered one-year-old male Labrador retriever keeps getting growled at by dogs when he goes up to them. My dog doesn't bark or show any aggression. Why does he keep getting this reaction? Probably because he's got a set of testicles on him. Probably because um, he's got a set of testicles on him, possibly. But then again, we have intact dogs, like there's one right behind us right now. We have an intact male dog that walks up to dogs here and does not get growled. Mm -hmm. You know, you might be just meeting the wrong dogs. It's like, who are you hanging out with? So if you have the dog desexed, would the same dog still growl? Maybe, maybe not. Or maybe your dog is like putting out some sort of, you know, alpha energy that's intimidating the dogs. It's got nothing to do with the testicles. That might be your, the other dogs are saying, you know, Hey, just get out of my space. Yeah. So even if the dog was not intact, it still might happen. Next. Erica got my barn owner horses to agree to let me train her dogs. E-collars are ordered and I cannot wait to help her improve her relationship with her dogs. They live off leash with no manners and are driving her insane. So happy to get some structure going so they can be more involved in her life. That would be fantastic. Yeah. It's funny because being a being a horse being a horse person, you'd think that she or he would be, you know, um serious about the dogs as well, because it's actually a it's a risk. Mm -hmm. It's a risk to have unruly dogs around horses. Yeah. They can get one good kick in the mouth and they're just five thousand dollars worth of dental surgery. Yep. Next. Kristen, two and a half week old, two 12 week old Frenchie sisters. 
When playing, one continually barks. What do we do? Well, that's sort of like what dogs do. So if you own both of these dogs, you're in for a handful. So if you actually own two French Frenchies puppies, you're in for a handful of training. So, um, but that's what dogs do is they bark. And the, the bark probably means play with me, or the bark means I'm having fun, or the bark means I want you to play harder. It's usually what it means. I mean, that's what dogs do when they when they when they when they, when they play. Now, if you don't want the dog to bark, you would have to correct the dog. The issue with correcting a dog barking during play at that age, the dog might just like totally stop, and now you don't have a now you don't have a a, a play a play time. So you know, is it possible to do? Sure, we do it all the time. You would say no, and then correct the dog. But for me, if you're going to allow these puppies to play, there's going to be barking involved. Next. Chanel, you guys have empowered me to finally start offering dog training services. I listen to your podcast to prep. Love all of your team. Awesome, Chanel. Also, work with lots and lots and lots of dogs. Next. Gretchen says, hi, guys. Hi, Gretchen. Hey, oh, sorry. Hey, Gretchen. I thought there was going to be a Gretchen question. Hey, Gretchen, no, how are you? I was like, oh, you're just being rude. That's what I was thinking. And now I said it. I didn't hear it, though. <laughs> Jennifer. We have an eight-month-old coonhound. Are they known as the dumbest dogs? Um, they're actually the second dumbest dogs. Next. What's number one? What? What's number one? I don't one? know. They're, no, they're not. Somebody the, Google it. So they're not known as the dumbest dogs at all. That was a joke. It's possible. It's possible that your training protocols are just not motivating the dog. That's what it is. Like we have, we get dogs in here that are supposedly, you know, unmotivated to work, untrainable. Um, untrainable. They're feral-like. They're shut down and nervous. This is before they get here. And it's like, and you just have to figure out a way to just, you know, motivate the dog. Yeah. That's all. Next. Um, Sisenger, mm -hmm. thank you for all you do. I copy your body language from your videos and other clips. My high-strung adolescent nail intact Akita responds much better than before. I used to be a nervous wreck on walks. Oh, thanks. Have you seen my cool Michael Jackson moves? Michael Jackson? Yeah, from the North Carolina seminar. Oh. Mm. That, was, that, was pretty, that was pretty smooth. The Jeff Gelman is what we call it. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Hips back. Next. Um, Linda, may I ask a non-dog question? Jeff, I love the videos of you interacting with Angelo. I'm curious about your conversations with him regarding racism and racial inequities. How do you explain and discuss this with him? Thanks. Um, that's something um, I would never talk about on my show. That's something I would never talk about on my show. That's one thing I don't talk about on any of my social media, if you noticed. So, next. But I, can, but I homeschool him. That I'll talk about. Next. Jessica, hi, Jeff and Joel. I need some help with my 85-pound dog. I'm working on training him in the prong collar and he still pulls. I watched your video on the spatial exercises. Excellent. The problem is he doesn't look at me. Any other tips on with the still pulling on the prong? How do you use treats while training on the prong collar? Well, you're, you're not in a, you're not at treat level yet because the dog's not paying attention to you. So what I would do is this definitely do the spatial pressure. A lot of people do the spatial pressure exercise wrong. I'm not saying you are, but a lot of people do because they don't wait until the dog totally engages. What else I would always do is I would do the 180 move. I would also watch the driveway drill video. And I would also make a bunch of turn ins to the dog, turn away from the dog, 
and literally become valuable to the dog when it's all the time, but especially on the leash. Many dogs, and I don't need dogs to stare at you. Does it say look at me or just? Yeah, it's, I mean, he doesn't look at me. So so the dog doesn't necessarily have to be looking at you. Especially with spatial pressure. Right. You're trying to get him to look they're, away. They're looking away from you. But but if, if you're talking about it doesn't feel like your dog is engaged with you, there's engagement exercises you can do, which I've just mentioned. And then there's some, also some play engagement that you can do as well. Tug could be a good thing for that. Um, um, trick training could be a good thing for that. But I think a lot of it is based on the dog just doesn't find you valuable unless they want something most likely, then the dog will find you valuable. So try a couple of those um, suggestions that we just made. Next. Victoria, oh my God, I applied the slip lead technique to my dog you told me about during our Skype in order to get his e-collar on so he could calm down. It worked first time. Thank you. Victoria, we just had a, we just had a, a Skype today, Victoria, correct? Pretty sure it was today. Holy shit. Skypes. My advice works. Who knew? Seem surprised. Who knew? That's right. Charles says hi, Jane. I guess for the guy, the guy on the guy on hey Charles, how are you? Love you. I guess for the guy on TikTok, I had to ban him today because he was like talking about food training and he's like talking about you know Perina studies. And he's like, and I'm like, you do realize like the dog food? Yeah. I said, you do realize Perina is like has like I wouldn't trust a study done by Perina Dog Food no. for the life of me. And it's probably one of the worst brands out there. I've never heard anyone call it Perina. Perina. And then what do you, what do you call it? Purina. Like pure. Purina. I call it Perina. Perina. Right. Which is it? Okay. It's crap. Okay. Is what it is. It's true. It's, it's a four-letter word. C-R-A-P. So um, actually, Angela had a bunch of, find a bunch of four-letter wor words. Oh, my God. He saw my protein. And it's naked pea protein. Right. It's just like literally pea protein right, with nothing right, right. in it. He's like, I can't believe they put that word <laughs> on there. Which one? The naked or the pea or the protein? I'm like, I'm like, oh, naked, thinking that's the word he's talking about. I'm like, what, naked? I'm like, it's just because it's the bare like minimum. Like it's, right, 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 right. There's nothing in it. He's like, no, pea. I'm like, not like pea as in like urinate. It's pea, the vegetable, like P-E-A. He's like, oh. But did they still have to say P? I'm like, Angelo, it's the ingredient in the protein. Since <laughs> everything's a bad word. <laughs> He's afraid. He's afraid of stuff. Okay. Right. Everything's so, a bad yeah, word. Yeah. He'll even go now, like, instead of saying shit, he'll go S-H-I-T. <laughs> or he'll go S-H-I-T. <laughs> so. What are we talking about? Um... Oh, the, I don't even know. The know. Perina study. Perina. So anyway, so then he had to give tell me that he was like 35 years as a master trainer. I'm like, I, I really don't care. Perina's, then you should know that Perina's crap. <laughs> anyway. But, I don't know why we started talking about that. But anyway. <laughs> How did the envelope get brought? <laughs> oh, the leash training technique. Because no, because it works. Yeah, my advice works. All right. Anyway, anyway Charles says hi, hey, Charles. David. Any idea when the Atlanta seminar will be rescheduled? We no, no idea. We had a date, but Knoxville took that date first. We have no idea what's going on with the seminar schedule in 2020. Ooh. We have no idea. No. None. Next. We, the problem is August is too hot in Atlanta. Next. Um, Brianna, speaking of Zoom, got my mom on board with the crate, with the exception that it just has to be in my room. A start, right? Reminding yes. my dad what jail really is later. <laughs> LOL. Good, Brianna. I love you. Yeah, she was on the Zoom on the other night. What does that mean? What? 
It's, 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 Does the dad think it's Dale? Yes. Oh, geez. Yes. Susan. Hey, J&J, we're cleaning house while Cinna is with you guys. My question is, should we put all toys away and only have them out during active playtime once she returns? Squeaky toys, okay to keep or no? Thanks for your help. So, Susan, this is the thing. You can do whatever you want to do, but dogs don't need as many toys as we think they do. Like, my dogs only have pool toys and chucket toys. They have no, no other toys to play with. But I'm not against toys. I'm against dogs actually destroying toys and owners keep buying new ones. I just think you're being, like, like why? Why do you keep doing that? Mm. Um, squeaky toys gets dogs to go into drive a lot of the time. And I personally find squeaky toys annoying. I do too. I yes. find them annoying. And then, so that's personal choice. But to me, when Cinna comes home, I'd want the dog to be like one toy out at a time and only during certain play time. Because we're going to give you a 90 day go home, which is going to be pretty strict. And it's not going to really, it's not going to involve a lot of, you know, maybe access to toys right away because we want owners to like really, really get a good routine in and sort of like have a reboot of their life with their dog. So you can definitely put them, put them away and um, at some point bring them out. Kira, settle, sweetheart. Next. Emily, my two-year-old lab is leash reactive. He has a solid obedience and background and great heel working on the reactivity and it's going well, but now he's resource guarding toys in the dog park. Never seen this behavior from him. Is it related to the reactivity training? No, Emily. So I, first of all, I highly suggest you don't go to a dog park. Dog parks are pretty bad and dogs pick up a lot of bad behaviors, but also why do they have toys in a dog park? Mm -hmm. That's like the recipe for worst case scenario dog fight. That's recipe for worst case scenario dog fight. I can't imagine, Personally, I would never go to a dog park, but it's again, it's your choice. But, you know, I would never go to a dog park where they are, I see children running around. That's really dangerous, but also one that has toys. So um, it's your dog is resource guarding, which I don't want to say it's not connected to reactivity, but it's two separate things. But both of them are going to be stopped with, you know, with, uh, with a correction. So I would teach your dog the out command at home. And then if you want to still go to the dog park, which is your choice, um, hold on. Kira, scratch later. Okay, it's okay. In 35 minutes, the show is over. Scratch then. All right, thank you. All right. Um, this is one of my dogs. All right. So she's up, she's got an Apple Watch and she just set it to 35 minutes for the alarm to go off. So she knows. Next. Um, Eric, I have a GSD looking at a German short hair pointer or Catahoula leopard dog. How are their temperaments known to be? Well, just, you know, I mean, all depends on the breeding, right? I mean, I would, I, you're going to get different opinions from different people. You know, you're going to get different opinions. You can have a, uh, you can have a GSP that's like low drive, not many of them. You can have one that's high drive. You can have a GSP that's neurotic. You know what I mean? Like goes into the Weimariner family. Like, a, but then again, I know some Weimariners that are like cool as a cucumber. Um, I think that you're going to see different dogs, different breeds all across the spectrum all depends on where you get them from. But on the flip side, you can have a litter of eight puppies and you're going to have different temperaments oh, yeah. per litter. Yep. So I know I didn't really answer your question, but I mean, both of those are some dogs that definitely can use some activity. So, but if you already own a GSD, it might, it might make a good match. Next. Cam, uh, hello. There's a dog I'm wanting to teach proper leash manners to. 
He is an adult, large breed, crisscrosses and pulls moderately on walks. Owner is not fond of using a prong. Personally, I love prongs. What other approach do you recommend to training him to walk? Properly? So, well, we we use the tools that we want. We don't let clients decide what tools. But how about trying a head halter? See if the head halter works. So, if the dog is crisscrossing, that means the dog is out in front of you, where the dog should be at your side or behind you. It's much harder to crisscross. So, technically, you just have to get the dog to just heel next to you or go into follow mode, and then the crisscrossing is over. But when it comes to training. I wouldn't, and I never have worked with a client that didn't want to train the way I wanted to train. Those are called non-clients because like you want results. I'm showing you how to get the results, but you don't like the way I got the results. Well then find another trainer next. Maddie. And hold, on, and hold on. I'm sorry. And it's like, that's not anti-client by the way. That's pro-client. That's pro-client. That's actually being very, very respectful of their time and their money. Next. Maddie, what does structure look like in an aggressive dog? I'm a college student, so I travel a lot with my dog, staying both at school and home. Could this inconsistency impact her aggressive rehab? Um, well, all depends on how well you are at eliminating aggression. So I think that you can have a dog that travels with you from, to a different state every week and still accomplish aggression rehab. So it's all about like, are the do your rules stay the same? Do the rules stay the same and consistent? Next. Um, Stephanie said, any seminar in Rhode Island this July? Um, I don't know. We talked about doing one. It all we're 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 I think we're on phase two now. It all depends on if we can have groups of ten or more. Can we have groups of twenty or more? There's a lot of variables here that are out of. Um, our control. And then with the latest nonsense going on, and I see that term very lightly because I don't get into any sort of, you know, current events really um, that are not dog related on the show. Um, this, there might be like more of like restrictions on public gathering. So we don't know. We don't know. Did I read this one already? I can't remember. No, you, I think you went from that one to that one. Oh, okay. I think you did, yeah. So, Stephanie, I'm trying to introduce my dog to the e-collar. I can't find her working level. Is it possible for the dog to be on a super high level? I went all the way up to 20 and no reaction. So, I mean, 20 is not super high. 100 super high. So, what I would do is I would check fit. Check fit. Chances are you've got improper fit, and you want to really, really make sure that you get the dog to, you know, um, you know, the cower, I mean, to get in without the contact points, touching the skin and staying touching the skin, you're not going to have fit. Also, some dogs don't show signs that they feel it. But if you see muscle movement, that means they feel it. And then just start working the dog. Also, you can start working the dog and believe it or not, next thing you know, they feel it. And then you're down from a 20 down to like a 10 and they feel that. KK, what does a typical day with both of your personal dogs look like? What do you do on rainy days? Um, on rainy days, they get wet. Um, I still play chuck it on rainy days. And if it wasn't horrifically raining, I would still probably swim them. I'd swim them in the pool. Um, Same, except on rainy days, Jeff runs my dogs. Right. So, so other than that, right. <laughs> I run the dogs. Okay. Um, so uh, what, what, what it is, is my dogs have no problem doing nothing all day long. I'll do the flirt pole you know? sometimes. But they but they're 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 I mean there's days when we travel. 
Like if we travel in the RV, there's days when they get 20 minutes of exercise. Like that's all they get, which is like, oh my gosh. It's like, well, we've got to get places. We're driving places. And it's like, we'll do 10 minutes in the morning and then maybe we'll stop and we'll do 10 minutes in the afternoon. And then by the time we get to our destination, we're like, we're hungry and nobody wants to freaking run dogs mm -hmm. or where we're parked. It's not practical to run dogs. And I'm not going on a 30 minute walk. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. You're exhausted. Mm -hmm. So, um, I, I, you know, you know, if I lived in a place where there was a week of rainy days, um, I mean, I would still, I just would just put rain gear on and just throw the chuck ball. My dogs don't care about the elements. They don't care. Next. Erin, hi, my dog went through training at Solid Canine has been great. This spring, she's suddenly terrified about leaf blowers again to the point she's trying to run away. Best refreshers for this? So what I would do is, um, what, what, I would, what I would do is get the dog to go back to your baseline obedience, get a leaf blower um, far away. There's tons of them out there right now. Start far away, correct the dog for trying to flee. If the dog is going into flight mode, just correct the dog for trying to flee. Next. Erica, oh yeah, the puppy got nailed by a horse and almost lost an eye and yeah. has tried to eat so many bad things. He's going to be in for a rude awakening. Definitely going to be saving lives for sure. Going to be perfect to help build my skills. Free training for me. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I mean, you know, do, farm dogs need to have pretty damn good um, behavior and training. They really need to be aware of the dangers of a farm. And there's a lot of dangers on a farm. And there's also like lots of poop on farms and that you definitely don't want them eating the poop. So um, there's, there's between cattle fencing and tools and the, the farrier that comes by and, you know, and then farm trucks and pickup trucks coming and going and farm equipment and horse horses and, you know, guests coming out of that. I mean, it's, it's like the longest list ever. I just like spaced out and came back and I'm like, wow, he's still talking about this list of shit on farms. Sort of like when you talk to me. Literally just like zoned out for probably I, I, 10 seconds. I know exactly how you feel every time you try to have a conversation with me. I just zone out and be like, yep, 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 next. Likewise, the feeling is mutual. That's cool. Good to know. Look at that. We're connected. Next. Um, Cassie, any tips on trimming nails on a very stubborn Siberian husky? We've been taking him to get it done, and even they have a hard time. No touchy is his motto. So what I would do is, um, what we do is we muzzle up the dog. Have somebody hold the dog and if the dog gives you any nonsense we say no and bonk the dog now i know that seems harsh but we've also counter conditioned the dog and we use food and clicker so there's a couple different ways you can go um and if what i would do is i would go on to there's some really good really good youtube videos out there on how to trim nails with using a counter conditioning um approach so i would um search for those next KK, when I first adopted six months ago, dog played and chewed her bones all the time. Now all she wants to do is sit with me. Sometimes I can get her to chase a ball, but not often. She's only one year old. So KK, it's possible that you spent too much time with love and affection and not enough time with downtime, you know, duration away from you. And which is very common. Most people get a dog as a companion and they want to be with it a lot and they want to hang out with it a lot and they want to pet it a lot. I mean, that's why people get dogs for companionship. But I always tell people, like, make sure you've got a good amount of, like, just like, hey, you stay over there and I can go to the bathroom by myself, you know, um, or your dog just has lost interest in those things. I was going to say, like, Wes used to be, like, he used to love yeah. toys and stuff and, like, he doesn't really, yeah, he doesn't chew on bones and yeah. stuff anymore. I mean, so, I mean, 
the, 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 the dogs lose interest in things. It's like hobbies, like people do, I guess. Next. Kathy Jeff Gelman, a.k.a. Michael Jackson, the smooth criminal. Um, at one point in my life, yeah. Next. <laughs> oh, those stories are great. Star, you guys look great. Keep doing what you do. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Star. James, I so very much appreciate your training. A prong caller and e-caller were game changers, much to your credit. I have my first professional training with my 120-pound giant schnauzer wow. soon. Do I immediately address their philosophy on prong collars and e-collars and run the other direction if it's only positive reinforcement? Well, you should know that before you get there, right? So you should know all this stuff before you get there because they should say it on their website. If they don't say it on their website, I'd question that. Like, what's your philosophy? I would ask them right on the phone before you even set, before you before there's any financial transaction, what's your philosophy on training? And if they try to beat around the bush or if they use words like we use the latest scientific run or we use reward only because we want to help build the relationship and we don't believe in punishment or saying no or correcting a dog, run. Unless you're just trying to, I mean, if you're just trying to just train obedience, that's one thing. But if you're trying to stop a bad behavior, then what do you do? Or, even or, proof or, or I was going to say, or if you're going to proof obedience, you know. The way you get a, a, a rock solid downstay, I assure you, is not through reward-based training. It, it, food will fail. There's always something better. There's always something better than food. And there's always something better than high-value food. And there's always something better than higher-value food. And there's always something better than higher, 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 higher-value food. Yeah. They'll always use that as an excuse. You must not be using something higher-value enough instead of maybe our training philosophy actually just doesn't work. Next. Um, good dogs of Dallas. Hi, Jeff. Hap in Dallas. Oh, hey, Hap. How are you? Kathy B says, Purina. Purina. Thanks, Kathy B, for per doing the research. Purina. I'm going to call it Purina. We've always called it Purina. That's right. I've just never said anything. It's still terrible food. Just let you do it. Thank you. Likewise. Next. <laughs> we have the same philosophy about a lot of things. That's why we get along. That's yeah, true. That's why we haven't killed each other yet. That's right. Sonny. I have a lock on my door. That's why you haven't killed me. Why do dogs eat grass or a specific plant and then they end up throwing up? I feed them raw. That's a really good question, Sonny. And you're always going to get people say, because they're missing something or they have an upset stomach. You know, Wes or Bert chomps on grass every day, but he doesn't throw it up. I think he just digests it. Yeah. I mean. He's like, mm, this is some good grass. That's, you know, You know, why do dogs eat grass? Like, why do dogs eat poop? Like right. everyone will say, oh, it's because they're missing some nutrients. Which nutrient in poop are isn't they missing? Isn't it waste? <laughs> like, isn't there no nutrients and shit? It's just waste product. They, they probably eat it because it tastes good. Ew. Yes. It tastes good. So I actually don't know why dogs eat grass. Next. Um, Nancy. Hi, Jeff and Joelle. I want to thank you for the free content. I've had several foster dogs come through my home and adopted out because of what I've learned from watching you. Awesome. I wish I was 20 years younger and I could make a career out of this. Well, Nancy, you are you you can make a career out of it because you're doing it now. Yeah. Now all you have to do is charge for it. So, I mean, you can. It's never too late to start. If you're able to train and rehab foster dogs, you're able to train and rehab Paying client dogs. Next. Sunny, I have a Dutch and a Kana Corso and a Borabel. Awesome. Wow. Got your hands full, Sunny. Oh, no. That's a lot of dogs. 
It's a lot of dogs. I got bumped. Yep. It's happened a couple times today, huh? I can't with this. I'm sick of the software. Colleen says, stay safe. Thank you. Will do. A Bataglia. Hi, J and J. I decided to stack my two Dalmatians kennels to save space. Will this cause separation anxiety? No previous signs of it, but they've always been in different rooms. Um, I stack my kennels. Kira's on top of uh, Girl, and it stayed because I do it because it saves space because it's in the office. And, and they're always kenneled together, though. Yeah, but it's like like in the same I, room. I can have them in different areas. No, I think separation anxiety can be stopped, prevented, no matter where your dogs, you know, are sleeping next. Um, Susan. Perfect. She loves her truck it. So we'll only keep that one for exercise time. Everything else will go away. Good idea, Susan. Victoria, I know your advice works. Just shocked it worked the first time. He didn't put up a fight after that. I expected an alligator roll yeah. or something, but he didn't. Of course your advice works. Well, not with everybody. Not with every not with everybody, but it's all on how you implement the advice. But you know, I'm I'm glad that it worked great. And this was a dog that like you try to put the cower on it and it was like, you know. This is fun. Jeez. Oh, what are those? You know, one of those. We one got one right now. One of those. So next. Um, Hannah, my dog barks and lunges at other dogs when we're walking. He is e-collar trained, working level, high level, both overstimulate him. When I try to correct him for this, what else can I do? Well, so there's more. So the barking, the, the barking and the, the lunging, what you want to do is there's a lot of prep work you want to do beforehand. And number one, you want to get the dog into a right state of mind. And that's why we do the driveway drills. And that's why we also do the um, spatial pressure exercise. And that's why we also work a lot on stuff in the house. So in other words, how strict are you in the house? And a lot of people are get a little bit lax in the house because there's four walls historically. Um, and the dogs are not, well, unless you live in a missile silo. So, and then the dogs are not, you know, it's like you're being loosey-goosey in the house and then you go outside and then the dogs are like, oh, I can do loosey-goosey stuff. And you're like, no, you have to be behave this way. And I'm like, really? That's new information to me. So um, a lot of times though, a remote cower though can escalate, add fuel to the fire, um, especially if you're slowly dial up. Sometimes you got to squash. I mean, the barker works great, but just you can't really bark, bark in public next. Um, Elise... How much are your Zoom sessions? I recently started punishing for aggressive body language, as you recommended. Unlike recommendations from others that said not to do that because it'll cause them to just, there's more, but I don't know four. where it is. Yeah. So the Zoom sessions are free. What, what it is, the Zoom is one of the benefits of being a $10 and up per month. So it's $10 per month Patreon member. So that's what the Zooms are. So, but you can do an online consult which if you go to our website, solidcaninetraining.com under shop, you actually purchase one there and that's one-on-one. -on -one. But to me, joining a Patreon channel is like the best deal in the world. The best deal in the world. Next. Chelsea says, hi, J&J. Hello, Chelsea. Helen, any tips on elevator training to reduce her startle when the elevator door opens and someone is inside? Yeah, Helen, literally do elevator training. Stand in front of an elevator and put your dog into a sit or a down and wait for it to open. And if your dog gets startled, correct it. And if the dog doesn't, click and reward. Next. Chelsea, love the show. Have a rescue dog that's incredibly watchful and tense all the time. Have had her for four months. She has calmed a bit, never aggressive, but just tense. Jump and watchful. Thanks. Thoughts. So what I would do is this. Let's first stop calling it a rescue dog. I'm, that's one of my like pet peeves just because it's like you have a dog 
And I just don't want rescue to turn into a breed, which it has, because all dogs are dogs. This dog doesn't know that it's a rescue dog. And I always compare it to like, if you had an adopted child, would you say this is my adopted child? It's like, no, well, hopefully it wouldn't because um, it destroys the child. Um, so what you're gonna do is um, start teaching your dog duration, like long durations, long downs, long sit stays in chairs, in the place command and then also you can start correcting all of that tenseness people don't understand that it's like you can correct state of mind mm -hmm. everybody's everybody's worried about like the dog's actual like physical movements but they don't focus enough on what's like the mental and i'm not saying like why the dog is doing it but the mental state of mind you actually can take a dog from a high you know anxiety to low um relaxed um kk can't get placed for more than a few minutes got remote but wrong one sent and now store is closed because of the virus when she gets up i don't say anything and put her back and then a few minutes later she's up again so kk what you're doing is if you've done this a couple hundred times or if you've done this a hundred times say you're what you're doing is you're not saying anything which you should be number one you should be saying no apply a correction slash punisher, which you can use a remote collar for. I mean, remote, you don't have your remote collar. You can use a leech pop with a prong for, and you make it uncomfortable to keep breaking command. So no correction, and then hopefully the dog will go back to place on its own. If it doesn't, help it out at the beginning. You have to teach the dog how to be corrected, and the dog goes back to place. Um, and then what happens is the dog's incentive is, I don't want to leave place to 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 avoid i want to avoid the correction and that's where a lot of people will turn that into oh the dog only holds command because it's afraid of being hurt i'm like well that's one way to look at it yeah but it's like no it's like food fails we train with food and we know that it has its limits we know it has its limits and there's a, if when you do a correction not you're not angry you're not mad you're not upset it's matter of fact you can't do that i'm neutral you can't do that um, the dog just goes, oh, okay, thanks for letting me know. Because if right. you're only using a reward, that's only half the conversation. Next. Um, Veronica, hello, should I correct my dog being anxious around dogs and people? Well, all depends on your skill set on the correction and how you're doing it. So we use a remote collar and we'll get the dog down from a heightened state. Next. Um... Jamie, greetings from New Jersey. Thanks for all you do for us poor humans who desire to communicate with our dogs. Love you guys. Local trainer has us working on play, stay, sit, stay, and ignoring toys tossed out. Awesome. You're not a poor human, though. You just There's just lack of information. That's all. And I don't blame you. Or or the information, it's the wrong information out there. Nice. Yeah. Maddie, I mean, Jamie. I don't know where I got Maddie. Oh, because it's right there. Yeah. Jamie said, may see you all in Mantua. That would be great. Mantua is still on. I mean, it's on Anywhere the calendar. would be great. Yeah, I know. Next. Brittany. Hi, J&J. &J. It's been a while since I caught a live. I'm having a problem with my dog's prong collar. He's in between sizes. I take out a link. It's too small. I add one too big. Any way to fix this? So are you using the 2.25? Um, if you're not, switch to the 2.25. Maybe that'll help. Next. Maddie, what does a structured walk look like? Should my dog be in a heel right from the get-go or potty time at first? Should he then be on her place bed when I'm not interacting with her? So that's all up to you what your structure can look like. So what we have, I'm a big fan, you know, I'm a big fan of when dogs are in, in the house to be on place. I'm just a big fan of that. I'm just, this is my personal lifestyle choice. I just don't want my dogs walking around my house. 
I just don't. Um, but, you know, they're in place hanging out with me. I like that. Um, I also, if, when I'm going on a walk on a leash, yes, I want my dogs to be in heel, which is next to me. I don't want any pulling on the leash. If my dogs are off leash, they can go run around and have fun. Mm -hmm. Next. Um, I feel like these are in order, though. Like I have a three we, we missed number two of them yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So should I read it? Yeah. That makes sense. Sure. Go ahead. We'll give it a shot. All right. Um. That's why people can't write two part, three part, four part questions. With no warning whatsoever, watched on surveillance video. How would you have reacted? I do do have a good deal of experience training, but more with obedience and reactivity, not so much aggression. Any suggestions on where to go from here? She's a 60 pound dog that was returned three times, two for aggression. She has made tons of progress since adoption, but not sure where to go. Number two is probably pretty important. Two is pretty important. Sorry. So we, so Elise, we missed your, we, that's the part about breaking up questions. For some reason, number two, we don't, we don't see. Riley, when bonking my dog, I say no. And before my opportunity to bonk, he turns to face me or bonker somewhere else in the room. How do I bonk head? And is there any issue in him watching me do it? There's no issue, but you can go get the bonker and then bonk. So you don't have to do it 1.37 seconds after you say no, and you don't have to bonk in cadence with a metronome. Okay, next. <laughs> the metronome it's a new one that's what it's called right let me choke on the my thing, water thing that goes like this tick, 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 <laughs> isn't that tick. a pendulum no i'm thinking about when you're playing the piano to keep the beat i think that's a metronome yeah, is that is it a metronome what's a pendulum then isn't that the same thing no pendulum just swings back and forth yeah that keeps the beat too yeah like when when wes walks his balls are pendulous they are <laughs> next um John, hi guys. Recently adopted a lurcher. She's been great so far. Some leash reaction. I've pretty much managed to eliminate using the techniques I've learned from your show. However, she is very dominant with other dogs, which causes some dogs to snap yes. at her or become aggressive. How do I introduce her to other dogs without this behavior? So that's the thing is I don't know your skill set and I don't know the dog. So what you want to do is is if your dog Number one, you know, is a dog. Dog shouldn't be on a leash. Dog should be off leash. But then again, if you don't know these dogs, you know, you're taking a big risk. I, you know, I only would introduce my dog to dogs that I know. But it's like, how do you get your dog to know the dog? Well, if you know the owner and you talk together and you get your dogs together, you know, that's one way to do it. Um, but the dominant behavior, if your if your dog was on a remote collar and understood the remote collar prior to the introduction, you can tell your dog to just cut the shit next. Kristen, love, love you guys. We've had two dogs through your six-week program and two others through the good dog. Horrible dog aggression, many fights. I was hospitalized numerous times, breaking them up. Now all our e-collar trained, and not only do we have no fighting in two and a half years, but you literally saved our lives as well. Happy, healthy, and a knowledgeable family now. Can't ever thank you enough. We continue to learn from you every day. Wow. Thank you. That's awesome. It's really awesome. Cassie, my dog just eats poop because he's gross and a fat ass. LOL. <laughs> Sounds like Bert. Well, let's scroll down. Let's get rid of that thing. It's getting too much of our face. Screenshot that, though. It's beautiful. Beautiful testimony. So, Kristen, that means you're doing... So, even though your dog went to us and, and the good dog, you're still doing the work. Mm. That, you're doing a lot of work. That's, that's the most important you, part. That's the most important part. That's huge. 
that I think I think owner training and then owner compliance is like the biggest issue out there in dog training. Yeah. Barista boy, does my dog have to be looking at me to be in tune with me? No, not at all. Not at all. Wes knows I'm in the building before I even get in here. Yeah, and blind dogs are in tune with you. Yeah. Next. Lori, not sure you'll get this in time to answer, but would you bonk a five-month-old pup for eating his own or my other dog's poop? It's a new bad habit I've caught him doing recently and want to stop it now. So I absolutely would. And the bigger question is, would you correct a dog? So a bonker is just a method of teaching no, no, and then correct. I would prefer a remote collar, though. I'd prefer a remote collar. And I, I make the act of eating poop pretty uncomfortable for the dog. Number one, it's unhealthy for the dog. It's unhealthy for the dog. Next. Uh, Breeze the boy. Like in heel, he won't be looking directly at me, but he can almost sense my presence and predict movement. He feels in tune, but I've always imagined eye contact. So, I mean, barista boy, when you're walking, we're not talking about, like, we're not competition dog trainers. We're pet dog trainers. The last thing I'd want my dog to do is do a focused heel on a walk. Dogs can't do that for long periods of time. Or they shouldn't do it for long periods of time. So, I, like, our dogs are sort of like, just walk. If we stop, they stop. Yeah. I mean, They don't, like, hit the end of the leash because they want right, to keep going. Right, right. So, that's more of it. If you turn right, they turn right and they don't bump in your leg. If you turn left, you don't trip over them. So, but I mean, for your dog to look up at you while you're walking, like, I mean, if that's what you want, train it, but that's not what we teach. That's not what we teach. Next. Courtney, my dog loves people. How do I fix this? Well, let's leave that alone, Courtney. Let's leave the dog loving people alone. But if you, but if your dog is running up to people, like, let's stop that. But the loving of the people, let's let's not touch that. Let's I'd rather have your dog love people than not like people because that's the dogs that we get in, and that's no fun to mm. live with. So what you can do is just number one, keep your dog on a leash. Number two, teach a really good recall. Number three, teach a really good heel. Number four, don't let people pet your dog um, on walks. And if your dog gets too focused on somebody, correct them, which will not make your dog hate people. But let's keep your dog liking people. Next. Chris, sometimes on prong collar, my dog has a tendency to lose her enthusiasm and it's hard to motivate. Any recommendations? Thank you for all you guys do. So we have to be careful, Chris, about is your dog not as enthusiastic or is your dog calm? Does that make sense? Because a lot of times, a lot of people will, they'll ask us like, so if I send my dog off to a boarding train, is my dog going to change its personality? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, if you think your dog rushing towards the front door jumping on people is your definition of happiness when it comes back from the boarding train and it doesn't do that. And if you think that's a change of personality when it's actually just exhibiting good behavior and making better choices, well then I guess, yes, the personality will change, right. but like we don't change dogs personalities other than, other than we actually make them better, but it all depends on what your definition of like what's good and what's not good. Mm -hmm. Like some people will say a dog like hanging out in place for three hours is the dog looks bored. It's like, you know, no, the dog looks, what the hell is Kira doing? Got a drink. Oh, but she's like been up and antsy today. She's itchy. Yeah. Probably because she swam in that. Because they're all swimming. There's... All their ears are all freaking fired up. Yeah, but the this, this is the first year that you know, it's the lake. It's the lake. Lake is maybe mucky. They've been swimming know. in swimming pools for their whole lives. 
And they never get your stuff? No, never. My guys always do when they swim. Yeah, never. Never. Maybe they, she's got water in her ear today. Yeah, maybe. Next. Took a deep dive. I don't we know. We did a lot of swimming today because we swam outside in the pool here, too. Yeah. So, um, Joyce, I have two ACD, three and a half years old, reacting to dog on the other side of the fence. Sometimes the e-collar correction stops the behavior, but sometimes they start reacting to each other. Is bonking too excessive? I mean, is if it stops it, no. I mean, it's a cotton towel. So, no. Next. Joyce, how do you get your dog down from a heightened state utilizing the e-collar? Oh, it's pretty simple. I mean, it's simple for us. I mean, it can be simple for you, too, once you start practicing it. You just have to figure out what level. Just start, like, look at your dog and mess around with the levels and see what the levels do. And you'll see the dog go from, like, this, like, <laughs> you know, heightened state to, like, right i should just relax like we can take a dog that's like high and drivey in a crate to like sleeping in a crate with a remote collar and it's not because they're shut down like everybody will tell you to do it's because you've actually told them number one cut this shit number two lie down number three go into a relaxed state so we, we have videos to show it we have videos to show it. and we do it in every one of our seminars like right in front of everybody but mm -hmm. every dog Every single dog, 20 dogs in a row, we do it with. If, there, if there's that many dogs that need help. Next. Joanne, hi. Thank you for all you do. Training peeps to properly communicate with our babies. Um, you're, you're welcome. I also train people how to communicate with their dogs, too. Next. Brittany, yes, we're using a 225 Herm Springer. So I would, I would go with, you know, make sure it's up high enough. You know, people are sometimes are a little bit too much focused. If it slips down a little bit, they think it's like the worst thing in the world. And it's it's really not the worst thing in the world. Next. Sarah, my dog has always been her happiest around people, but two people came to my house recently who were scared of her. So she started to growl at them. I also think it could be a protection thing. Any advice? Yeah, I mean, your dog might have been resource guarding you, but if they're acting scared of your dog, you're probably better off just putting your dog away, right? Because that's not fun for anybody. Like, I wouldn't want people to, like, be, like, always on edge around my dogs. Mm -hmm. So I'll be, like, I'll just move my dogs away. Next. Brisa Boy, thanks for the show. The free content helped a lot. Oh, well, I, my, our pleasure. Next. It's a metronome. Hannah says a metronome keeps time for someone performing musically. Oh, awesome. What the hell's a pendulum, then? It's the bottom of a, a, of a grandfather clock is a pendulum. So isn't that technically like a metronome? Well, the metronome you can adjust. You can adjust. You can adjust it. the cadence of it. Got it. The cadence of it. It's like you know. Right. Yeah. Is that what a conductor is supposed to do? Like, what do conductors do? They look pretty good in their suits. Like with tails. What do they do? They're, they've mastered the bow. Right, but like, do the people? Do the musicians actually watch them? They should be. Like, oh. Well, a conductor, when I was in the orchestra, the conductor would, like, <clears throat> point to us when we're supposed to come in. Okay. All right? And, like, when we're supposed to increase the volume of our uh, uh, of our music and when we're supposed to quiet it down, they would do that. Got it. Yes. They're just conducting the show. That's why they call them conductors. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. Conductors are important. And they also understand pitch and sound. And they can be like, you're too loud. You're This section's too loud. You guys are too soft. You came in too early. They can sort of hear the big picture. Because when you're playing your musical instrument, 
you really can't hear the big picture. You can't step back and, and hear the big picture. When you're standing in front of everybody, though, usually the orchestras are usually like it almost like a horseshoe. Yes. And the, like you can hear everything. Well, so then you play. also, I play the cello. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Next. Uh, um, Oligi, so sorry. Here's two. If it's too confusing, that's fine, though. We'll try and join the Patreon. Thanks. Yeah. Wait, so I, it I still don't even see number it was, two. It wasn't too clear. We don't see number two. Well, sometimes I had to have a conversation with Angelo about that. It was a number two in the toilet. I had to have a conversation. Oh, you didn't flush? Of course I flushed it, but I knew it was him. He didn't flush? He might have flushed and maybe just didn't go down. He's really good at flushing. He's got really good bathroom skills. Yeah. Heather, Brittany. Oh, talking to somebody else in the show. Yeah, check out Katie's Buckles. Yeah, Katie's Buckles. I'll, 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 I'll throw Katie's Buckles out there. KK, yep. have you ever known a dog that rarely wags its tail? She seems to be fine, but just wondering if you've heard of it. I'm sure there is. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are tail focused. Yeah. You know what I mean, like we have some dogs that are like, their tail is like overexcited, but that doesn't mean they're happy. No. I mean, it just means they're like, you know, just aroused. aroused, but they also like bite you sometimes. Right. Next. Um, Jessica. I have a one-and-a-half-year-old Aussie that barks, growls at people on walks. His heel is good. I try to keep distance and cracked high on the remote collar. Sometimes I can't snap him out of it. What else should I do? So you might be, and this is going to be the last question of the show because it's 8 o'clock right now. So you might be waiting too late. So what I want you to do is start recognizing the loading process. The loading process is sort of like, hey, man, everything's really, really cool. <laughs> that look. I'm going to fuck you that's what you want to find. But you want to get before the F-bomb comes out, that's when you want to correct. All right? Jeff Gelman, Sally Canine Training. Joel, thank you for doing another show. I really, really appreciate you. Um, I appreciate all of you. And um, don't forget TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We're on there. And um, I'm madly in love with all of you. And I cannot wait to see you all again on Friday. Yep. Awesome. Take care, everybody. Good night.